So if we're recording this on a Sunday and we're releasing this next week, does that mean it comes out on Sean Connery's birthday? Sean Connery's birthday. Sean Connery's birthday. That's Strike up the band. It's Sean Connery's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know when his birthday is, but if you tell me somewhere this celebration's going on, I'll be there. <laughs> Absolutely. Any excuse to get drunk. Let's get call. a Groupon thing going. <laughs> there are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Woo. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, mm-hmm. centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. You Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. No. Casey. But seriously, are you my dad? And the juice. Hey, daddy. Can your daddy be my daddy, too? Yes. Yes. Casey, what is our theme this month? Lowered expectations. (laughs) Ruined childhood. Ah, those wonderful memories of movies you loved. And a few years ago, started getting a sneaking suspicion that maybe I shouldn't tell people I watched that out loud. I don't think that was as good as I thought it was. But a few years. I know, I think you're... Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying I nailed it? I'm going to nail you in the face with this laptop or the closest dog. All right, let me tell you why. Because this week... Tell us what you did. On this week's episode, we watch 1997's The Pest, directed by Paul Miller, featuring John Leguizamo. We also have Ari Spears. This movie was something that I watched several times as a child and loved. It shows. It shows. It does. (laughs) Yeah, regrettably, I watched this quite a bit as a 12 to 15 year old as well. Wow, you were that old? I was 12 when it came out. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, that's... This, <laughs> Unrelatable. This was... <laughs> Millennials. Ah, Disgusting. How much Botox have you had? <laughs> Jesus. Go on. Is that why his ass is so firm? That no, was that's the just, surgery. That's all crunches, baby. <laughs> Squats, Dave. What? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how Why do you clench your asshole every butt, time you butt crunches? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how crunches make his ass tight. He doesn't want to expose his beehole to predators. So even if it's covered or not, he's going to do an anal kegel that'll snap you in half. Dave, why were you watching this movie? Because it was 1997. I didn't watch okay. it You were not a teenage boy in the late 90s. Yeah. I was the same demographic that gave Tom Green a television show. Absolutely. I'm sorry for it. that. CKY jackass. That's yeah. our generation's I'm fault. I'm sorry, but I didn't yeah. know then. Yeah. I'm so glad. I didn't I realize to... that being an asshole wasn't just being funny. Mm. No, is that is that when you realize that? Well, I mean, I didn't I didn't realize that then. Clearly. No, no, I'm I saying right fueling. now. Well, right now, did you yeah, just sure, we'll call that? that an epiphany. Okay, yeah. Jay's working through some things. So let's give I, him a moment here. It's sort of therapy, actually. Instead, Dave, why don't you tell me how we're gonna kill Jay? <laughs> Jay, let's get an elevator pitch before we get any further into this. So I'm ready. You are running through the woods. Okay. Uh, you're I, what's what's your family? German, Polish. So you're wearing I don't know later hosen because you've been dressed. <laughs> In your traditional garb. <laughs> okay. You've stopped to take a breath, but you just look down and realize there is a massive snake crawling its way up your leg. It's a euphemism. For? For a giant snake. Okay. Yeah. So in the 10 seconds before this giant snake bites you in the penis, <laughs> sell us on this movie. It's fine. The most dangerous game, but with Bugs Bunny, is Sanger Rainsford. Three seconds. Thank you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nicely done. And um, and John Leguizamo plays Bugs Bunny as Sanger Rainsford. Is Sanger Rainsford the, most the dangerous... guy who was getting hunted in the most dangerous game? Yeah, you got it. I okay. only on. had to read that once. We didn't care. <laughs> it was 1924. Who yes. Gives, who gives a shit? Very much that. But right. Bugs Wait, Bunny. In the book or, or the short story? In the book. Yeah, you fucking noob. It was a short story first. Bitch, I wrote, I read, I wrote it oh. in 1924. Wow, wow. Right. I wrote, I read Did the fucking short Did you have fucking story. plastic surgery? Yes. Yeah, I'm having a stroke right now. <laughs> Casey. Yeah. As this snake bites onto my dick in an awful amount of pain, I look up and I realize that there's a tree falling at both of us and I'm already falling to the ground, but you're standing behind me in moments before that log hits you in the head. Sell us on this movie. Hey man, would Looney Tunes be racist if the announcer was Latino? <laughs> Five seconds. Yeah. You both got it within the 10. Good job, guys. Yeah, Thank yeah. Thank you. Just yeah, enough time um, for us to both sell this before we get murdered. I really wish that was true. My death is kind of worse here. Yeah, just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm I'm getting bludgeoned and going out quickly. Like yeah, crushed, really. clearly not. Okay, we've got some dangerous game references, but let's talk about the movie that Shitty Cinema watched so that everybody can come along on the pest with us. I'm coming. I'm never coming again. Imagine a character that is very hard to find sympathetic. If okay. you imagined a shitty, unsuccessful Miami con artist that owes $50,000 to the Scottish mob and also works as a Chinese delivery guy, then you might be thinking of someone very specific, which is kind of odd, but you might be thinking of John Leguizamo's character, Pistario Vargas, or Pest, for short. I was really just thinking that you moved to Miami. Oh, but... come on! <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look at what you're wearing right now. Right. I do make a great Chinese delivery guy. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Hey, better, I've been killing it. Yeah, you make a better one than Leguizamo does in this movie. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. Well, Pest annoys his family, which includes slapping his brother as though he wants to duel and dancing with his mother. Pest annoys his employer by showing up late and pretending to be Chinese, including speaking fucking Cantonese with a miso horny line. And he annoys Dave by adding an additional stuttered ending at the end of all of his past tense verbs. I washed it, it, I tasted it. <laughs> Every goddamn word he did it, did it, did it, did it. You loved it. I hate it so much. Loved it, it. I ran out of steam on it five minutes in, and there was still like an hour 20 to go. <laughs> Those kids got picked on in school, and honestly, I hope it made them stronger. That, this that, is the that, second that, week that, in a row you've advocated bullying people. <laughs> okay. I'm just pointing that out. But I know a kid who acted just like Liguizamo uh -huh. slash Jim Carrey, and that was his whole shtick, was 24-7. Casey, you know who agrees with you? Jeffrey Jones, who plays Gustav, the German hunter, oh, who was such a badass prodigy that by 30, he had hunted every wild game in the world, and he got bored. And what do you do when you get bored, huh? You hunt fucking humans. Yep. I was going to say masturbate, but that's fine. <laughs> or maybe go find someone who actually loves you. Okay, well, namely, he hunts every one of every ethnic group, and he only has one ethnic group left, Latino. In a moment of extremely poor communication, Gustav's right-hand man, Leo, thinks that Gustav picks out the scam artist pest instead of the athletic Latino guy for his hunt. <laughs> That's not funny at all. It's a, it's a really bad joke. And Gustav protests until Pest does exactly what he does best, exactly what Casey said, and pesters the piss out of him such that Gustav is okay with killing him, and the audience agrees. However, confusion sets in because I don't know if I'm supposed to be rooting for the annoying irredeemable pest or the fucking literal Nazi. 
yeah, literally, mm. I don't want to root for the German guys, but I really wanted the past I to just... I just needed him to stop. Just why would you to get put exterminated. me at that point? Yeah. Was, Honestly, I, I was just... hoping for the Scottish mob. I really want to okay. Yeah, for them. Honestly, okay. They right. Good guys. Yeah. Them Good out. guys of the film. That's Good true. Guys, Scottish mob guys. I'm rooting for them. Well, let's set that confusion aside, right? Gustav flies past to his private hunting island. Why can't we just have a fucking Richard Branson island, right? Why would you hunt there? Why would you just not do what Richard Branson does? Seriously. Anyway. Kill people and then get rid of the body. <laughs> no body, no I don't crime. Think he does that. I, I, don't, I know he does. I don't think that. that's the rule. He Casey. can do it, therefore, he does do it. Pest learns that he was brought there under false pretenses from Gustav's effeminate son, Himmel, who constantly talks about how his father locked him in a room with a snake for six weeks because Himmel refused to kill Cocteau. That, that's the name of the snake. Cocteau. Cocteau. That's the name of his two favorite body parts. Just so we're clear. Yes. Thank yeah. you, Casey. Thank you. Yeah, Himmel's not a not a great character. No, Himmel tries to lock the pest in for sex. But I was also rooting <laughs> for him, though. When he's trying to rape Pest? Whenever. Okay, all right. Pest ends up escaping and agrees to the hunt because he finds out that if he survives for 24 hours, he gets the $50,000 that he can pay back the Scottish mob with. After a toast, Pest escapes into the woods and does pretty well for himself until he almost gets blown up by an errant RPG from Himmel, despite his protest that hunting people is somehow morally objectionable. He didn't mean to. Yeah, it was an accident rocket shot. Right. But and a really accurate one. Really accurate. Really accurate. Blew his fucking shoes off. I mean, Himmel did say, well, he didn't blow his shoes off. He was taking a shit. Yeah. And wiping with his socks because they were cottony soft. Didn't, but... Does that no, I don't want to know. No, he took his <laughs> shoes off, but that's why yeah. he thought he was blown away. Yeah, yeah. He thought he blew his shoes yeah, off. Yeah, no, but I don't want to know if wiping my ass with a sock would feel good. <laughs> I gotta fuck uh, if you've never uh, you've never wiped your ass with a sock, no. you have not been in a rough situation, my friend. Well, Pest narrowly escapes with his life and finds Himmel separated from Gustav, whom he convinces to steal his father's boat and take him back to Miami. Once there, he meets up with his friends Ninja and Chubby. Chubby is Airy Spears, by the way. Oh yeah. And the friends try to help Pest stay alive while Pest is tracked by Gustav to his girlfriends, where. Pest reasonably stopped for dinner. That's where you'd go, yeah, right? Of course. Yep. I'm being hunted alive, but right. gotta his make a good impression. His word is his bond. He, he said a, that. He did say that, indeed. He's also a con man. But <laughs> Gustav shows up, Pest narrowly escapes with Chubby, and they try to hide, first in a synagogue dressed as rabbis. Uh, because? Because, yeah. And then in a club where Pest dresses up as a Japanese man doing karaoke. To be specific, he followed a Japanese man into the bathroom uh -huh. and then just came out wearing his uniform. Yeah. His clothes, his glasses, and took his hairstyle. Yeah. What the fuck did he do to him? Presumably there's an unconscious naked Japanese <laughs> man in the bathroom of that club. Yeah. I feel or, like that's okay. the movie I want to watch. Or there is an unconscious Japanese man in the club wearing John Leguizamo's 97 clubbing clothes. He looks in the mirror, likes what he sees, gets a new persona, quits his job, and then it's just a poon hound. That's the movie that I want to see. <laughs> I would much rather have watched that movie, but go on, Jay. All right, all right. Well, finally, Gustav abducts the families of Pest and his girlfriend, so Chubby and Pest arrive to save them, and it actually fucking works until Gustav reveals that he cheated and he poisoned Pest during the toast. Pest falls to the ground, and <laughs> Gustav refuses to cut off his head because that face would fucking annoy him. Which, seriously, dude, I mean, I fucking agree with him, yeah, but, like, completely. stop making me root for the Nazis. And also, after all that, really? 
Yeah, I mean, like, at least just chop it off and huck it over the side of the boat. Right. Light it on fire, piss on it, something. Anyway. Leave it to the fishies. The you next promised go. us. <laughs> you promised us. You did promise us, Gustav. Well, the next morning, Gustav heads to his safety deposit box to clean out all of his monies. And to and go re- back to the motherland. Yeah, he's got to return to the motherland because his citizenship has been reinstated. However, his safety deposit boxes are empty, dun, except dun, for a note. Dun. Answer the phone. And then the phone rings. The phone rings. Yeah, and the German ambassador explains that he cleaned out the safety deposit boxes and that there was more than 50 grand in them Mm -hmm. and that he notified the authorities who happened to just show up. And Gustav screams at Pest as he gets hauled away. Everybody rides off into the sunset throwing money out of Chubby's dope-ass Jeep. Finn. You did... You, uh, you completely missed the end part actually, where John Leguizamo was actually dressed up as the German ambassador speaking with a French accent. As Swedish. He was doing like a fucking oh, Swedish. Swedish or, I don't know. It was no, really it was fucking very, bad. It was very French. It I don't know. It was very European. Vaguely European. He he basically it was supposed to be German, but the only thing he did was roll the shit out of his arse. Which the Germans are not known for that, I don't believe. (laughs) After watching this movie, I don't know what any accent or dialect sounds like. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. Because I have just been machine gun abused with bad impressions and stereotypes. It's a rain of stereotypes in the past. Just one after another after another. I mean, we 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 mentioned some of the Chinese and Japanese ones, but those aren't all. We get like a really good flash in the beginning where Johnny is taking a fucking shower. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so same fucking ridiculous shit. One of the beautiful parts. Yes, it's a beautiful opening to this movie. (laughs) Is it? It is. John Leguizamo, or I guess the writer of the movie, really wrote a fucking song for John Leguizamo to sing and perform, and he does so in the shower, which ends with him fucking rapping. Was that a rap? So well, yeah, it's a. I think they should have put a rap on it right there. It's a cover, <laughs> actually. They wrote of another song. Really? Yeah. The movie opens and closes with a music video of Leguizamo singing in the shower, doing a cover of "Rapper's Delight" by the Sugar Hill Gang. Okay, never heard of them. That's why this is all news to me. Wait, how have you never what? heard of the Sugar Hill Gang? Are you because, kidding me? Uh-huh. We've gone Rapper's through Delight. this. I was sheltered. Yeah, that checks out. Got that. Culture? Yeah, from a lot of it. My dad got pissed when he found out I was listening to NSYNC. <laughs> Tearing up my heart when I that is sex incarnate. (laughs) That boy with the ramen hair is gonna turn everybody gay. Stereotypes, it's what's for cinema. Oh yeah. (laughs) Hard cut. I like like that. I like that that's a Wendy's fucking commercial. Stereotypes, it's what's for cinema. This whole movie was fucking uncle humor. The past is full of uncle humor. The script was written in three days. What do you expect? Bad (laughs) stereotypes. With cocaine. Lazy stereotypes. Okay, Case. Best slash worst stereotype for you. Which one? John Leguizamo channeling Mickey Rooney as every Asian person. Mm-hmm. As if he gets okay. confused as an Asian person a lot. Where do you even get those Coke bottle glasses? Mickey Rooney. <laughs> That's where. Side note, can we get a TV show of John Leguizamo and Mickey Rooney as roommates? I no. don't no. know that I want that. Think Mickey no. Rooney's dead. Why? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'd watch CGI. that show. Deep fake it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Who are we going to body double Mickey Rooney as? Uh, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> yes. Hey, remember when Grandpa Mickey Rooney was addicted to heroin? 
Remember we played the octopus guy in the in the Iron Man movie? Oh, Mickey uh, Rourke. Mickey the octopus Rourke. guy? You know. Okay, Juice. <laughs> What was your favorite stereotype? You took it, uh, the China guy uh, when he was when he was pretending to be Chinese while delivering. Chi- well, when he got the job at a Chinese place and they called him out for not being Chinese. Oh, was that what was? I thought he actually already worked there. No, he just stole a uniform. Gotcha. No, he worked there. He was just yeah, pretending he to be there. Chinese while he worked there. Right, because remember, it's my son, the delivery boy. What are you he, gonna? It's your mother's birthday yeah. today. What yeah. are you gonna steal for this yeah. year? Casey. He legitimately Casey. has a job there. They just don't know yeah. that he's not yes. Chinese. Right. I think me and you should leave. I these think we two. need to. That's why yeah. they're firing him because he's late and he's late all the time. And because he speaks gibberish. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so he said but he was juice. a new okay. recruit. That's also my favorite. But my favorite is the excuse, right? Because the actually yeah. Chinese boss is like, why don't I understand any of your fucking Chinese? And John Linguizamo's response is, well, I'm from the South. Everyone knows that it's a different dialect, right? Yeah. So it's Cantonese versus from the Mandarin. Too. Right, right, right. And then John Linguizamo's response is, I'm from the is, far, far South. Right, right. <laughs> like, are you fucking just double, triple down? Go way into this fucking joke. Then, and it's not even good right. they did that for every joke in this movie okay sure yeah i'll put that's that why one, it makes it my favorite i'll put that one down as my worst just because <laughs> of the, not even for the scene that follows just for the implication that you can speak absolute garbage cantonese and a native speaker is gonna go hey why can't i understand this absolute <laughs> garbage you're putting out there that's, no, like, that's totally believable in how that works. All right, it's like walking up to a white guy and just going bar 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 bar. Peyton Manning. <laughs> What'd you just say to me, bro? Casey, it wasn't just the racial stereotypes that the pest gave us. We got other fun stereotypes, too. Women are sex-crazed objects. <laughs> We're all horny as fuck. Even right. the mom. The mom Even was doing well. some sexy dancing with her son and then was disappointed when he dropped her before the kiss. The girlfriend, all she does is nag, 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 a deal with your sexual harassment and talk about how fat her ass is and her friend's asses. And the mom, she (laughs) just bitches about how much the dad is not laying down the pipe and the girlfriend's mom. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right at dinner the first time they meet the past. Were there any other women in the film you can think of that weren't just side hot objects at the pool party or the club? Quick pause. I think it's worth noting that the girlfriend's best friend is named Malaria. Malaria. That's her name. (laughs) Right. Duly noted. Why do you guys know these things? (laughs) Because we watched the fucking movie, Juice. Really? You gotta leave, Casey. I'm, is, I'm afraid for our lives right now. You should be, but I think we're already dead. I think Fair. we're in a creepy pasta right now. The pest girlfriend at least encourages transparency in their relationship. She says that he can say anything in front of malaria that he'd say in front of her. Mm-hmm. And he says that malaria has mossy teeth, dander, and a fat butt. Yeah. You see, that's not funny. But but the follow-up is the punchline. She's like, oh, these jeans make my butt look fat. No, malaria, your fat butt makes your butt look fat. See, fat-ass jokes embedded in fat-ass jokes. That's, that's quality writing. That's, that's what we come for here on Shitty Cinema. I'm Still. not coming for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta yeah. be honest, I'm stuck on mossy teeth. <laughs> I know I worked with a girl who had mossy teeth and it was distracting as fuck. (laughs) You just stare at it when she talks? No, Mm. you kind of look like you want to overcompensate so you stare at her hairline. (laughs) I'm so not looking anywhere near your teeth. I don't want to make you feel bad about it so I'm going to look at your hairline instead. It's either your hairline or your tits. Hairline or tits. She didn't have any tits so it was hairline only. It's just hairline. I don't want to sound like a bitcher. 
I don't want to be a nag. I want to be a hot, sexy chick. I mean, <laughs> the movie also picked on gays. Gays are rapists. You know, they're uh, trying yeah. to trick you and corner you and put snakes in your cornhole and, yep. you know, spray you with pheromones that get you gang raped in a club. Okay. You know. Okay. Hmm. The pheromone gig That's... involves a series of ridiculous gags. Ooh, right. Of... So the pheromone gig opens up with a premise that. Himmel, the gay son of Gustav, gives to the past a vial of sex pheromones that attracts men. Male animals. Male animals. And Man to animals. illustrate that, how does he illustrate how sexy the pheromones were? Oh, yeah, lion porn. Yes. We he turns the... the TV on. Turning yes. the TV on triggers lion porn. I just want you guys to think about the fact that he had lion porn prepped up, ready to go for the kind of situation where someone's like, hey, dude, what is this vial of piss that you have here? And you go, it's not pissed. I'm so fucking happy you asked. Also, we all had to watch lion porn today. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. And actually working that through, it's 1997. That means this is a VCR that it's going on. We don't have Harmony remotes yet. (laughs) Right. So you can't just press one button. That's at least two, but he only pressed one. That means the VCR was already playing. And he had it ready at that spot. He just had lion porn rolling. (laughs) Presumably, yeah. most of that tape is lion, Just lion porn. porn so. I hope it's a lion porn <laughs> super cut. It's what the else circle of life. It's gross. I'll tell you that. Not what I wanted to spend my Sunday afternoon watching. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yes, Casey, we do get to the point where the pheromone is used for gay rape sex. Sort of. Yes. I guess. It's well, 1997. It's fun. No. <laughs> they imply okay. that it's like this giant gay rape gangbang, but then all the guys just kind of pile on top of Gustav and just... Say like, let me get a piece of them. Yeah, but they're Let's... not doing anything. They're wait. not even moving in any way. They're no, just kind of... like a snake gangbang. Hold on. It's just all above the clothes. Isn't that how you have sex? Above the clothes. You gotta fuck them to death. Yeah, everybody you just, just pile on. You just pile on and you just lay perfectly motionless. Right. Yeah. I didn't tell him what it was because he keeps bringing movies like this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I understand. Have I not Thank been you. having sex then? I'm actually technically still a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Mom. So, so wait, you've told every guy that's how you're supposed to have sex? Yeah. Every guy you've ever not been with in that case? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I leave the room and you lay perfectly motionless over the bed. And I'll let you know when I'm done. <laughs> What is Himmel's best line in the movie? David, go. Mm, okay. <laughs> is it the best line in the movie? No, very much so not. His best line. Is it his best line in the movie? No. Is it the one that has stuck in my head for the last 22 years since I watched this movie for the first time? Yes. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know if you noticed, Father, but I am a sissy. <laughs> being a sissy himmel yeah that's the line that locked into my brain for that character for the last two plus decades yeah i can see why though i mean it's that and he wants to be a hairdresser and listen to ethel mom (laughs) yeah like you know when you empathize with somebody it really just sticks in your brain (laughs) it just makes sense sick fucking burn deep cut the Scottish mob is one of the most fun parts of the past, however. Because it is the only fun part, yes. I okay, agree. maybe. I don't know the only fun part, but they nobody... They, 
Nobody takes the Scottish mob seriously. No. That's what makes them. Or the at least I don't. Well, they what also about the fucking soldiers in the street, man. They found the past fast after they got tipped off. They're pretty damn effective, yes, actually. They, they are numerous times in this movie, and they give him way more There's, opportunities than he deserves. Right, absolutely, There's way less aerial drag when you're wearing a skirt rather than pants. Fair they enough. are in kilts the entire fucking time. Yes. You know, honestly, if I was wearing a kilt right now, I'd be a lot more on my game. The Scottish mob successfully infiltrates the private party that Pest and Chubby have to fucking knock people out to get tickets to get into. Well, they murdered people with speakers. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys were dead. Yeah, we need to talk about that. That is one of my favorite parts of the movie because it's perfectly emblematic of the fucking late 90s. As it was. one of my favorite parts of the late 90s or the 90s in general is we desperately needed other people to know what the fuck we were listening to in our car. Oh, yeah. Tinnitus machines. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And this, this, this car, let me tell you. The Jeep. The Jeep. This has, what was the button called? They had a special button for this specific. I didn't I didn't see the label on it. Yeah, it didn't have a label. done transforming, it's what? Probably about 12 feet tall. Yeah, so 11 of feet of it is speakers. Harry yeah. Spears lifts a lid, flicks a switch. Out of where the glove box would be, a control panel pops out. And he starts flicking switches and hydraulics raise the Jeep up as like 12 feet as Casey said a fucking speakers come out and he also has a fucking turntable that comes out and they don't really show where they just show him being scratching on a fucking turntable yep. this giant fucking system blows the firebird next to them apart the fucking Pieces. fenders falling off hood falls off the guys fall breaks. out unconscious guys fall out yeah. unconscious presumably bleeding from the ears oh they're definitely no, no they're bleeding internally that amount of vibration it would come out of you, though. It'd be great. They'd murder. They murdered them. It's they just great. Sure, they murder them. Okay, but if it changes the calculus for you at all, the driver of that car was played by the writer of the film. Yeah. So poetic justice. Okay. So, Thank you. He kind of had it coming. Every part of this, it's a snapshot of 1997, mm -hmm. and oh, it's yeah. a hard look back. And you know what? We have to show this to the kids because history repeats itself if you don't educate yourself. <laughs> There was the girlfriend's friend, Malaria, who had the super high tight pony, the two string bangs in the middle of her fucking head. <laughs> I had that. Yeah. I hate it. And it I looked like it. they were fucking glued down oh, to yeah, her forehead. Oh, yeah. No, the greasier, the better. You don't want it to look mm. like actual hair. <laughs> I dated that girl three or four oh, times. Yeah. God. Yeah, of course you did. She Dave. had well, white, you know. <laughs> bright white and bedazzled eyeliner above the lash line. Uh I did that too. It, it was very <laughs> triggering. I recognize a lot of these outfits. I don't feel good about that. John Leguizamo's pants never reached above his butthole. No, and some of them were definitely Jinkos. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> It was a lot to take in. I did love fucking John Leguizamo's sweet ass shirt that he wore that was just a super loud, colorful it was a comic. fucking comic yeah. panel shirt. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Yeah, that was, that was something. It's. Oh, it's fantastic. High-waisted thongs a la showgirls. I do. Remember we saw that in the dressing room when the German yeah. guy goes to the oh, club. Oh, yeah. He's like, excuse Gustav. me, ladies. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, oops. And then some guy comes up and says, no, you can't get out. You can't be here. And then he twists his arm, punches him, kicks him three times in the stomach and continues on like a excuse fucking me. badass. I'm not supposed to fucking like the Nazis. Why do I like <laughs> the fucking Nazis? This is not fucking right, Jay. Uh, I did not see that coming. No. Oh, Go home. Love, I peace, am. and chicken Someone grease. else's. <laughs> oh, that's something we said. No. Later, masturbator. Mm -hmm. 
The pest does give us fucking fantastic late 90s lingo that should have remained dead. I guess yeah, we brought that shit back to fantastic. life. It's not fantastic. The first time he said love peace and chicken grease in this movie, <laughs> it was like how they say you can crack your neck and have an acid flashback. <laughs> like, it just... My youth suddenly came flooding back to me on a wave of shame. You never go full 90s, Dave, and for a second you did. Now you understand. John Leguizamo perfectly encapsulates the Jim Carrey knockoff Bucci bag. But Jim Carrey is <laughs> actually funny. Um, yeah. If you go watch... Most really of the 90s movies. I will still go back and watch Liar Liar because that movie is fucking fantastic. Fight me. Sure, but you, let's. Okay, 1997. Did you just give that to him? Watch The Mask. Liar Liar know. wasn't. Terrible. I love The Mask. I've solid. watched that several times too. It ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about it right now because that's not the movie we watched today. Maybe the pest wasn't as fun or as great as I remembered it from my childhood. But I guess really the question, Dave, is would you watch it again? Okay. Would I watch it again? So I got I to gotta put a couple of things out there. I was a teenage boy in the late 90s. If what? You, if you were not a teenage boy in the late 90s, there is nothing of value to be found here. If you were, there is some valuable self-reflection to be had <laughs> by going back and watching this film and remembering the things that crafted you. But I still remember this movie and quote it at least once a month. Uh, uh-huh. The, yeah, sorry. Uh-huh. The, it's usually just the Parcheesi line now. Yeah. It is a game of skill as well as chance. <laughs> But I watch it again, though. Oh, this is the first time in a while, and I knew it didn't age well. I knew it didn't, and it still somehow exceeded those expectations. Oh, ah, no, I'm not. I wow. can't. I, wow. I'm going to watch clips on YouTube again. Oh. I'm going to go back for my favorites. But you know what? All the bits of it that are worth remembering have already got lodged in the brain. I'm, I'm really more worried about how long you had to him and haw. Over if you would or wouldn't. I feel like he's just saying no because there's people listening, but in I his agree heart with of hearts, you. it's yes. I agree with you, Casey. And you know he what? Watches it once a month. No, the fact of the matter is, I don't need to turn it on the television to watch it again. I can it's just close my eyes. It's in your mind. <laughs> and it's all up there for good or for worse. David, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. The things we do to ourselves. Casey, I here's a pointless question are you gonna watch the pest again no i didn't want to watch it the first time but i did because i love the guy across the room he's like you gotta watch this this is really funny i was like i feel like it's this or anal so i guess i'll pick this (laughs) and do you want to reevaluate that I mean, like, I know some people can get pleasure from <laughs> anal. And honestly, <laughs> no one gets pleasure from this movie. John Leguizamo won't even fucking acknowledge it. Yeah, he's embarrassed. I yeah. get it. The only redeemable quality of this movie is John Leguizamo is 33 and smoking fucking hot. And that's, that's he was it. He 33 at times? Yeah, he's list? trying to play like a 22-year-old. He's Dear. not that hairline He's actually, say his character's 22. a teenager. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. So his hairline does not say teenager, but he's still fine as fuck. But no, I will not watch this movie again ever again and if anybody else tries to bring it to shitty cinema I will put cigarettes out on your arms (laughs) Juice would you watch it again cigarettes is a fucking light sentence no no possible way I've never seen this movie before except for today I will be 
able to die a happy man if I get to go the rest of my life never watching this movie again. You know, the one thing that they did have is they tried to make a funny movie. They really, truly did. So did they? It, is that what three days worth of writing three tells days? you? <laughs> We're yeah. committed to comedy. Hostage? Right. No, they didn't try. They did the opposite. Right. No. <sighs> Not going to sit down and watch this movie again. Uh, Jay, I don't like you anymore. You have taken a piece of my life. The real You're welcome. Flavor Town. You're welcome. The real question is, are you going to sit down and are you going to watch The Pest again? I feel like the three of you are underselling the fact that we get one of oh. my favorite fucking scenes in cinema history, which is where Ari Spears has this great conversation with Ninja about whether or not if he was abducted by space alien <laughs> okay. chicks, he would have sex with them. And then after Ninja, I believe, agrees right away, Ari Spears clarifies, oh, but they also just look like Earth women, right? This is a serious question. And then Ninja has to go in and try and defend Pest's girlfriend's family. Pest runs out. He is being chased by the men that are trying to fucking kill him. And Aerie Spears is less interested in getting away and more interested in having fucking John Leguizamo answer the question of whether or not he'd fuck hot space alien chicks. This is the dilemma of the century. This gets to the existential crisis of our generation. But unfortunately, no, I'm not going to watch The Pest again. You guys are fucking right. That movie was okay. a trash ball. I okay. told you it was I'm the wrong I'm real minute, embarrassed. 8% on Rotten Potatoes. Nope. <laughs> Rotten Potatoes. <laughs> Rotten Five on IMDb and 94% on Google. Yeah. What the fuck? Google, what the fuck? Google reviews, you are my people and I love you. You are trash people. <laughs> I love you all. You are trash people. Fuck hope. Yeah, I have none left. A verdict is in. Zero out of four of us would watch this again because this movie was a blight on the 90s and this just shows how terrible of a person Jay really is. A blight on the 90s? No, this was... The, don't wow. Don't put it like this with some like side offshoot. This was a mirror of 1997 a held up to the future. One. We've got... Wow. For all of us to look upon and reflect on our shame. <laughs> it's a big scabby zit and a sea of zits on your face. Dave, what are we going to watch next week? Next week, we are going to watch Robot Jocks. Oh, yeah. Jocks spelled J-O-X from 1989. I don't know when I watched this, but I know I rented it a lot from the video store on VHS. And uh, there's a pretty nice butt in it that Baby Dave awakened to. So, like, <laughs> the baby, baby Dave awakened to. Sounds yeah. really creepy, dude. Baby Daddy Dave. Ow. But yeah, we get Juice, that. You're gonna love some butts, though. Giant, yeah. There's a nice butt. There's some giant robots fighting. Mm -hmm. That's basically all I remember about the movie. So we'll see all what right. else we get out of it. Rock'em sock'em robots with a rock hard ass. So I hope it aged well. Probably not. Do you but, think it you know, did? robots fight. I I think robots fighting is a timeless thing. I bet they're gonna feel futuristic as fuck. 30 Probably. Years later. I'm hoping. I bet so. Guys, thanks so much for listening. If you like this podcast, give us a good review on Facebook at mm -hmm. facebook.com slash sh.ttycinema or Twitter, bad movies, bad people. And that's PPL because we can't fucking spell. We're just fucking terrible. I go to the fucking website. That's the easiest way. Shittycinema.com. Google us. I think we're number one. Hopefully. I hope fucking we're number one. So subscribe to the Facebook. Turn off the lights. Take off your pants. And wait for John Leguizamo to spray animal pee on you. See you later, masturbator. Huh?